it's delisted the podcast again i don't know how this keeps happening but here's another episode i'm michael k and i'm allison so allison you're not american as we all know so you and all your canadian relatives and friends yes can pray for me an american to win the mega millions lottery oh so i'm and while you're at it pray for me to win powerball too Okay, well, I don't know what a Powerball is. It sounds Oh, it's incredible. a lottery. So Mega Millions is at 970 million. Oh, my God. Powerball I'm ab- is I'm absolutely four. praying for you to win that because I'm hoping if you win it, you'll, like, throw some money my way. Oh, no. If I win it, I'll buy you. So a few episodes ago, you said that you never had Orbit Soda. No. I'll buy you the recipe. I'll buy you the a factory to make it in. Oh, my so God. So you'll the become a everything yes so it's so 970 million mega millions and then powerball is 430 million so the drawing for mega millions is on friday which is the day this episode comes out and powerball is on saturday so pray for me and i'll use my money for charity oh yeah no for sure and by that i mean buying the rights to golden girls and show girls and whatever else i can think of so they cannot reboot it and so that's a major contribution to art. And, and I'll buy Alexander Skarsgård's Love. Oh, I which think is I charity think for my beehole. You could you could buy that for probably like a million. That's a deal. Alexander Skarsgård's Love? Oh no. That's that's <laughs> well, going to cost me. Well, you don't know. Just you th- throw out a number, you know? You make it lucky. Yeah, so Alexander Skarsgård, if you're listening to this, slip me a number. Let me know how much your love costs. So pray for me. I will be. And um, and now let's start the show with Roseanne. So as we all know, Roseanne, she got fired from the Roseanne revival after her racist tweets finally caught up with her. Um, the Roseanne revival got crazy ratings for ABC. So they brought it back without Roseanne. They fired her and then they retooled it as the Connors. The first episode of The Connors premiered this week. Now, Roseanne already told us that her character gets killed off with an opioid overdose. Yeah. And that's what happened. So the episode starts with everyone thinking with she died of a heart attack. But then they get a call like from the coroner or whatever saying that she actually died from an opioid overdose and she was a down low opioid addict yeah this entire time and she bought pills from a former addict played by mary steenburgen of course so as for the ratings the first episode of the roseanne revival got 18.5 million viewers last year the connors brought in 10.5 million viewers so it was down but a lot of people it's about this but it's about the same number of viewers that the finale of the Roseanne Revival got. So the finale of the Roseanne Revival got 10.6 million viewers. All these numbers, math, I can't... I know, it's too hard to predict. Anyways, a lot of people watched the Roseanne Revival and a lot of people watched the Connors Revival, although it was down. But anyways, Roseanne has made it clear that she's pissed about getting fired and she made it clear on the premiere night of the Connors by tweeting... I ain't dead bitches in all caps. Of course she would. Which, she's not dead, but her career, career is. is for now. 
So she also had a statement ready to go, which she wrote with her rabbi, Rabbi, rabbi Shmuley um, Boteic. She had this ready to go, obviously. So she released it right after the Connors premiered. It's really long. If you want to read it, it's on Delisted. It's on the internet. Um, the gist is she thinks it was tacky, wrong, gross, and goes against the message of the show to kill her off the way she was killed off. So here's a little piece of what she wrote. We regret that ABC chose to cancel Roseanne by killing off the Roseanne Connor character. That it was done through an opioid overdose lent an unnecessary grim and morbid dimension to an otherwise happy family show. Girl. Yeah. Then killing Roseanne off like that didn't ruin the fabric of the show. What ruined the fabric of the show was when the Connors won the lottery. Speaking of the lottery... That's what ruined it, and that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, and that took us years to forget Roseanne. So if you think we're going to forget about those racist tweets overnight, like, no. It it took me a decade to forget about the lottery-winning episode. Oh, and everything that happened, and then, like, you know, redoing the house, uh-uh. I, and the awful clothes they wore as new money, no. We cannot forget that. Oh, my God, yeah. Do you remember the new money season of Roseanne? That was, that was something. I don't want to remember it, but... I'm remembering it now. I know. We're having terrible flashbacks now. Um, uh, also, this may be a really dumb thing to say on the podcast, but you know what? I've said dumber things, so whatever. I thought that Rabbi Shmuley was a character from Seinfeld. So I'm, Why? I'm pretty sure that they talked about... Well, Ra- he's run for, like, political office and stuff. Yeah, so, like, I think that, like... Okay, so remember how they had that Johnny Cochran character on Seinfeld, and it was... Um, I never really watched Seinfeld. I'm gay. I know, and I'm I'm white, so, of course, I watched Seinfeld. White and straight, yeah. yeah. But, so they, like, were always, like, playing off of characters and stuff, but I think that they, they were talking about Rabbi Shmuley in the show, but I am neither from New York nor Jewish. So I just thought Rabbi Shmuley But they were talking, so on Seinfeld, they would talk about like characters that were not seen. Yeah, like some someone is definitely going to email us and be like, Allison, you're so dumb. Like this is the episode it was in. But I think like Elaine might have gone on a date with Rabbi Shmuley or something. I'm probably, I'm definitely remembering this way wrong. But the point is, is that I always thought Rabbi Shmuley was just The point is he's now like, Roseanne's yeah. His best friend. He's now Roseanne's best friend and co-statement. Writer. And writer. like a legitimate person. So you learn something yeah. new every day. Um, well, I'm with Roseanne that like they shouldn't have killed her off with an opioid overdose. I mean, it makes sense since, you know, the opioid crisis is very yeah. real. But what makes more sense to me, if Ro- if Dan leaves Roseanne for Crystal, who is way more charismatic way more gorgeous that would make sense to me so they missed an opportunity because crystal would would have worked the hell out of that chicken shirt oh absolutely i mean there's several there's several people that he could have picked but i would say crystal is right up there so did you watch did you watch it um i watched like the first half of it i'm not one of those 10 million people that sat through the whole thing i'm sorry abc did you watch the roseanne revival at all the roseanne this is so I, confusing i did Rose- I wa- yeah ro- i let's call it like roseanne part two i watched roseanne well part this is two. the connors yeah so so you watched the connors no no roseanne part two to me is the revival and the connors is its own show oh my god this is like the da vinci code okay yeah so okay roseanne, roseanne let's part- call it roseanne Re- let's call it roseanne revival and then roseanne Dead revival roseanne. and then the connors yeah okay so i did watch the roseanne revival and like i'll admit there were some episodes that i laughed at 
Like I was like, this is See, not terrible. <laughs> I I watched a few episodes and I had to stop because it ruined the memory of the original Roseanne for me. And they completely ruined Aunt Jackie. Like they made yeah. her psychotic. She's better in the Connors. But like out of the main cast, Laurie Metcalf and John Goodman are pretty much the only ones who can act. Like the grown children, Darlene, Becky number one, and DJ are just I mean, I Becky has moments where she's Becky kind of number funny. one. Yeah. Lisey I mean, Gornson, she's yeah. the worst, Allison. Oh my gosh, don't say that because I think that she also has like psychic powers, so she might be able to curse you. Don't you remember like years ago know. she was like I don't doing know like, if she can... readings or something? Oh yeah, you're right, she can. But yeah. oh my god. If Roseanne had an opioid addiction, then DJ Becky number one and D- DJ Becky number one and Darlene and you know, whatever other kids there are, they have an addiction to sleeping pills. Because they're like comatose they're all, most of the show. They're all pretty sleepy. Um, so one of the things I wanted to point out to you was, well, not point out to you, because you definitely would have seen this, but like with the Connors, they open and they spin around the table like they always do with Roseanne number two and original recipe Roseanne. And one thing I, so this time around, no Roseanne, which, duh, because she's dead. But one thing I noticed on the table is that they have a container of Earth Balance soy spread, and that get that Earth Balance money, I guess. I I mean, it definitely feels like Earth yeah, Balance. Yeah, why dollars. would Earth Balance sponsor Roseanne? I know it doesn't. It feel so weird because Earth Balance is really it's like expensive, and that's like fancy people things. Like I feel like Earth Balance would be on a table of a show that's set in like San Francisco, like Modern Family. It should oh, be on Modern Family. Modern table. Family's fridge is just nothing but containers of Earth Balance and like liquefied Earth Balance that they drink. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But they're working and getting a check, and anything with Lori Metcalf and Crystal in it is good to me. So, congrats. So, speaking of people that are mad about stuff, Roseanne being mad about you know the Connors, um, we're moving on to Kristen Bell and Kira Knightley being mad at. Disney princesses, but just general princesses, sort of. It's not Certain necessarily ones. Disney princesses. They're not mad at. They're not going to scrap with Moana and who's the other one? The Let It Go. That oh, one. Elsa. What's her name? Elsa. Elsa. Is she a princess? She's a princess. She is. Yeah, she's anyway. a princess. Yeah. I doubt that they'd also fuck with Mulan. So we're talking about like some of the older princesses, the ones with like the those like really questionable stories. So earlier this week, Kira Knightley appeared on Ellen. And she confessed that her three-year-old daughter, Edie, is banned from watching Cinderella and The Little Mermaid. And Kira's reason was that Cinderella is about being saved by a rich guy, which, yeah, it kind of is. Um, but the mice did some work, too, so I don't totally agree with her argument. But And then that Little Mermaid is about giving up your voice for a man, which it is. Um, so It's not. Because Ariel, then, she wanted to get to the... This the whatever the the human world, the walking world, yeah. whatever you want to call it. She wanted to get there anyways. So even if Eric's ass wasn't in the picture, she probably would have sold her voice to Ursula anyways. Yeah, but she was like majorly motivated by like how horny she got when she saw Eric on that ship. She's like fourteen, Allison. <laughs> That's what makes this conversation even weirder is that we're dealing with. Okay, like... sorry, sorry, I I derailed us into a place we didn't need to go. So anyway. Kristen Bell has two daughters, um, 
a five-year-old named Lincoln and a three-year-old named Delta, which sound like um, airlines, have always sounded like airlines to me. Um, and she recently told Parents Magazine that she has a problem with Snow White. So not the movie Snow White, the book Snow White. Um, mm-hmm. After reading Snow White to her girls, she'll ask them questions to see if they understand like the lack of consent in the story. So for example, she says, every time we close Snow White, I look at my girls and ask, don't you think it's weird that Snow White didn't ask the old witch why she needed to eat the apple or where she got that apple? I say, I would never take food from a stranger, would you? And my kids are like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right. And then she also says, like, don't you think it's weird that the prince kisses Snow White without her permission? Because you cannot kiss somebody if they're sleeping. So it sounds like, like, in Keira Knightley's house, princess movies are banned. But in Kristen's house, they're not banned. They just come with, like, a first-year college-level tutorial class on discussing power dynamics. Well, so you think it's weird that Kristen Bell explains that? I don't to think her it's. Kids, I, I like, don't, teaches them. I don't think it's weird. I think it's more like I don't know because it's not weird because obviously you have to teach children consent, right? Like we're living in an age now where you don't well, she, have to like hug that weird uncle that you have, right? Which is great. But I think yeah, she's using that to teach them a lesson, which I don't think it's weird. I mean, I th- they're her kids. She can teach them whatever she wants. I mean, some people teach their kids that Trump is a good man, and that's something scary to teach them. So she's teaching, you know, so what she's teaching them doesn't seem bad. To yeah, like, it's it's not necessarily bad. I guess I just, it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm thinking of it, uh, like, from the perspective of a kid. And I know that Snow White is a long-ass book. Like, I remember, I think maybe, like, a babysitter read it to me, and I was like, this is a very long book, and I'm very bored. And then at the end of it to be like, okay, let's talk about this book. I'd be like, oh, just let me sleep. Do you Have you read the ending of Snow White? Not the Disney movie, but the book, The Grimm Brothers, I believe it is. Um, the Brothers Grimm, The Grimm Brothers, The Brothers Grimm. <laughs> no, but I think I know the ending of it. I mean, it's obviously something very morbid where like all the dwarves die or something. No, so the prince punishes the evil queen for trying to murder Snow White by making the evil queen wear red hot iron slippers oh, yeah, that's right. and dance until she drops dead. <laughs> that's probably what Prince Harry was going to do to Samantha Markle she showed up to his wedding. But yeah, this shit is dark. But, yeah, that's... So she's reading that to the kids? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there are worse books that you could read to a kid. Yeah. And per- like, personally, I'm okay with Kiara, Kristen Bell, other parents banning Disney movies, you know, from their house and not letting their children watch it. Because then that means that maybe Disneyland will be less crowded when I go and I won't have to wait four damn hours for a stupid ride. (gasps) And since I'm an adult, I can only go to Disneyland. I can only go to Disneyland as an adult while stoned. So because you have to wait four hours for a ride, you have to constantly be eating edibles to stay stoned. So I say, don't let your children watch any Disney movies so stoners like me can get through Disneyland in eight hours or less. So think of me That's and ban Disney movies. That's very true. You know what, Michael? I waited 45 minutes once for a Dole Whip, so I'm absolutely on board with you. Yeah, that's, that's what needs to happen. Okay, so finally, um, this story is probably fake, but it's Halloween times, so let's get into it anyways. So an unnamed teen girl 
um, who goes to Da Vinci Charter Academy in Davis, California. That sounds like a That's big a high school, school, too. <laughs> it's a high school. Brought sugar cookies to school on October 4th and gave them to nine of her classmates. She offered one sugar cookie to a student named Andy Knox, who talked to the um, local news station there, KCRA3. He says he took the cookie, bit into it, and said it was kind of sandy-like. Like the texture was sandy. He said it tasted normal, but it was sandy. She told him there was a special ingredient in them. When he asked if weed was a secret ingredient, she laughed and said that her grandpa's ashes were the special ingredient. So Andy Knox said he was horrified, and he says he saw little gray flecks in the cookie. The the taste itself wasn't really any different, but uh, like if you ever ate sand as a kid, um, you know, you can kind of feel it crunching in between your teeth. So there was there was a little tiny bit of that, but the the percentage of it that was ashes was was very very small. Um, so overall, it was it was like a, a regular sugar cookie. Okay. And she said that too that the percentage of it was small. Um, no, but you know I, I could look in the middle of it and see you know there were just a few little tiny gray flecks. Andy didn't eat the grandpa ash cookie knowingly, but some other classmates did. So he said that the girl also this girl is obsessed with her. Peepaw's remains, I guess. He said she once offered him her grandfather's ashes if he would swap seats with another student in their class. And he didn't believe her, but then she pulled out the urn, like in class. Anyway, no student, I know, no students got sick. The police investigated, but they didn't test the cookies and are just going by statements from students. They say she won't face any charges because they don't really know what to charge her with. So the school district wouldn't comment since they don't comment um, on students, but they said they will conduct a thorough investigation and throw down punishments if warranted. Oh, my God. Well, Michael, are you surprised? So when that kid was like bit into the cookie and said this tastes sandy, but then a bunch of other kids ate those cookies, are we even surprised at that? Because Teenagers eat the no, they dumbest Tide Pods. Tide Pods, they like overdose which, on flaming hot Cheetos. Like, of course, they're which have some class eat Method Pods instead of Tide Pods. <laughs> but yeah, I see. I believe that a teenager would do that, but I don't think she did. I don't. I think it was like, you know, paper ash because cremated human is kind of chunky. I, you know, I don't. so they would have bit into a bone. A bit into a Werther's original wrapper that Peepaw left in his pocket when he was cremated. You know, so I don't... To be fair, I think that they I don't really they have a better it. chance, I think, of biting into a Werther's original than a bone. I don't think the funeral home gives you the bones with the ashes. No, it's not bones, but there's, like, chunkiness. It's not, like, ash... You know, it's not, like, powdery ash. Right, it's not, like, baby powder. Like, it's not, like... No, but It's I, not, like, flour, gray flour. No, I know what you mean. It's, but I think yeah. it's like chunky there's like i don't know if it would just be ash i mean it sounds super gross but i'll be honest it definitely sounds still better than oatmeal raisin cookies so yeah and like i've eaten cookies from mcdonald's and those definitely have more toxic shit than some cookies made with peepaw dust yeah so if they were grandpa's ashes he's going to be pissed because many old people hate teenagers because well teenagers are annoying yeah. And so now his spirit is trapped in teen bodies forever. 
Well, until they shit him out. So they should get those kids some laxatives. Now we're going to go over five very important stories um, quickly-ish, starting with Tara Reed. Tara Reed and her dog, Bessos Reed, who sounds like the name of a wonderful Latino R&B singer, <laughs> were escorted off of a Delta flight from LAX to New York City. TMZ says it's because she acted a mess and complained about not being given a window seat and not getting a pillow and bitched about the passenger in, f- in front of her reclining all the way. There's video of her leaving the plane, and it's obvious she didn't go willingly, but Tara claims she did go willingly, and it was her idea to go after flight attendants told her to put her Yorkie, Bessels Reed, who she says is an emotional support animal, in the overhead bin. There was a story a while ago of a Frenchie dying in an overhead bin after flight attendant made his own, so I think that's where she got that idea from. Anyways. Delta says Tara is lying. The biggest and the biggest shock in this story is that Tara Reed was flying first class. Well, that's I would say that's a huge shock, but to me it's a shock that she was even on a plane. Like, can't she just get to where she's going by hitching rides on Sharknados? I know, right? I know. Because Sharknados are real, right? <laughs> yeah, I've seen the documentaries. I've seen there's yeah. eight documentaries now on them, eight yeah. or nine on on sci-fi. The sci-fi channel. Yeah. yeah so you're right. Okay, so talking butt plug, Piers Morgan, he got shit after he tweeted a pic of Daniel Craig carrying his little baby in a baby carrier, or papoose, as some people call it, with the caption, oh, 007, not you as well, hashtag papoose, hashtag emasculated bond. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, hit at Piers saying, you really have to be so uncertain of your own masculinity to concern yourself with how another man carries his child. And on his show, Good Morning Britain, British comedian Harry Hill slammed Piers in the face with custard pie while saying, this pie is for all those men that wear papooses. And because this pie is for all those men that wear papooses. It's for the guys who wear papooses. All right. It's for Ross Kemp and for Daniel Craig. My God. Pierce is just jealous that nobody would ever want to be that close to him. It's true. And, you know, what I got from this story is that British TV is way more edgier than American TV, which we knew. Because since Pierce has an asshole for a face, they basically showed an anal cream pie on (laughs) morning television. British TV is the way to go. So the Los Angeles Times did a profile on Bella Thorne, which is weird in itself. But in it, she comes out as a crazy cat lady by admitting that she has 19 cats. She didn't spay her first cat, Lola, because she thinks it's barbaric. So that led to Lola bareback fucking everyone. And now she's got four generations of cats in her house. Bob Barker is going to get her ass. Oh, for sure. But even like... Big and little Edie are like, girl, that's too many cats. Like 19 cats? That house is more litter box than house now. Yeah, I can only imagine what it smells like, but not because of the 19 cats, but because Bella Thorne lives there. Bella Thorne. And I say that as her biggest fan. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Kimberly Clark, the makers of Kleenex, used to sell something called Kleenex Man Size, which 
I didn't know existed until today, mm-hmm. but it was it was basically bigger size tissues. They have changed the name to Kleenex Extra Large after getting many complaints about it being sexist and promoting gender inequality. Well, also the name was just redundant too because they already have Kleenex for men. It's called any box of Kleenex that you keep on your nightstand beside a bottle of lotion. That's true. And well, it's good news for the tampon industry and for Nancy Myers because now that manly bros have to use dainty lady Kleenexes, they're going to start menstruating and watching rom-coms nonstop. So that's good. And oh, it's inevitable that that's going to happen. And you know, we have like notoriously every- dainty hands. <laughs> and everyone kept joking about like now, now what are like men going to use to clean up after jacking off? But men who were actually buying man-sized Kleenexes do not use tissues as a cum rag. They use like mar- <laughs> their Marvel underoos. And Guy Fieri bedsheets. And by the way, Guy Fieri bedsheets exist. Google it. Or don't if you don't want to be scared. But oh, this world. Oh my gosh. I know that my birthday was last week, but if anybody wants to buy me those bedsheets as a belated birthday present, please, I'll send you my, I'll send you my mailing address. Okay. And finally, a woman in the UK who runs a sex doll company tells the son that they get a lot of people who want to buy and customize a sex doll to look like their deceased partner. So for about 2500 US or $450 a week, you can get a sex doll that looks like your dead wife or husband. I wonder if they program the sex robot to say, not tonight, I want to finish binge watching The Crown. Because if you're going to replicate the experience, replicate it for real. Oh. It's got to be down to everything. Also, yeah. these sex dolls are a great idea if you want to summon the ghost of your dead lover who will just stand in the doorway and be like, ooh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but what's really messed up about this story is that you can rent the sex doll. I, so if you thought a Redbox DVD was covered in some gross shit, then I guess you've never rented a sex doll. So Halloween, Slatoween, Halloween, whatever you want to call it, is coming up real soon. Allison, are you dressing up? Um, I'm not. I'm giving out candy at a friend's house, and I'm already a that terrifying person to begin. Well, it's not that bad because I can just kind of sit. And anybody who's ever given out candy knows that you just sit and eat a lot of candy. So for me, it's kind of the ideal situation. What kind of candy but are you going to give out? It's well, whatever my friends buy, but they usually buy like good name candy bars. Oh, I want you like, to give out toothbrushes. Ones, but... I want you to give out toothbrushes and then I want you to put a camera on the garage so I can see all the little kids like saying fuck this shit and throw it on the driveway. So that's <laughs> just what like I want the little the little tiny plastic beaver dam of toothbrushes that build up at the end of the gr- driveway. Yeah. Michael, are you dressing up for Halloween? Uh I'm gonna dress up as uh a slutty lonely asshole so basically i'm not dressing up i see so anyways so for our halloween episode we thought we'd reach out to you our wonderful listeners for any scary stories you you've had so if you've been fucked by the ghost of elvis like 
Paz de la Huerta claimed she was, send us that story. If you, let's say, ran into Rush Limbaugh on Halloween night and an Applebee's, send us that. Actually, don't. That's too scary. So anyways, you get, so if you go to scary yeah, we story. Yeah, sca- we want scary stories, not like horrific stories. Yeah, not nothing gruesome like that. Um, so if you've got a very scary story, email us that tale to DTP at DLista.com. DTP at DLista.com. And we may talk about it on our Halloween episode. I can't wait to read these stories because I love scary stories, especially ones where people claim that they're real. I mean, we basically read scary stories every day for a living, you know, like Tara Reid getting kicked off of a flight. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's scary enough. So that ends this episode. And hopefully on our next episode, I'll announce my three-way marriage to Alexander Skarsgård and Idris Elba after I buy their love with my lottery winnings. So oh, you have and- that to look forward to. Talk to you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.